Danny Malouli was four years old when he learned the hard way that lemon-scented soap tasted nothing like lemons and everything like soap. When he was 12, while saving a cat which may or may not have needed saving, Danny learned the hard way that there was no such thing as a painless nor dignified way to fall out of a sycamore tree. When he was 17, he learned the hard way that all it took to become a father was a three-litre flagon of cheap co-op cider, a girlfriend to share it with, an awkward fumble on the Hackney Downs and a general disregard for the basic laws of nature. And when he was 28, he learned the hardest way imaginable that all it took to dim the stars, stop the clocks and bring the earth to a shuddering halt was one small, invisible sliver of ice on a country road. A screech of tyres tore Danny from his sleep. Or it could have been a scream. He wasn't quite sure. He sat up, scanned the room, trying to connect the sound with his surroundings, until his brain woke up and told him it was a nightmare. Lying back down on his sweat-soaked pillow, he looked at the clock on the bedside table, 6.59am, the digits bright in the morning gloom. He switched off the alarm before the numbers rolled over and gently ran his hand across the empty pillow beside him. Then, heaving the clammy duvet aside and crawling out of bed, he ignored his reflection in the wardrobe mirror and slowly dressed in yesterday's clothes. Will's bedroom door was ajar, so Danny pulled it shut on his way to the kitchen. Filling the kettle and setting it to boil, he dropped some dry but not yet furry bread into the toaster and turned on the radio, more out of habit than a desire to know what was happening in the world. The newsreader murmured to herself in the background while he surveyed the postcard view from the window. Postcard due to the size of the window, not because of the beauty beyond it. The sky was as blue as the Victoria line, but the beaming sun did little to brighten the landscape. Danny often thought the estate actually looked worse in the sunlight, mainly because more of it was visible, just as poor lighting could make a Tinder date attractive or a rundown restaurant quaint. So too could a leaden sky help to partially conceal the full, grim reality of the Palmerston estate. As he gazed at the wall of concrete housing blocks that mercifully obscured his view of even more concrete housing blocks, Danny once again resolved to move, just as he had done yesterday, and just like he'd do again tomorrow. He ate his breakfast at the dinner table, his eyes fixed on the same wall he'd stared at so much over the last 14 months. The paper had started to curl beneath the weight of his gaze, but Danny hadn't noticed. Nor had he noticed the darkening patch of carpet in the hallway, sullied by the work boots he kicked off every day without first banging the mud from their soles, or the film of grime on the windows that gave whoever looked through them an early glimpse of what to expect from cataracts, or the potted carcass on the windowsill that had once been a healthy philodendron but now resembled a clump of irradiated potato peel. He wouldn't even have noticed a post were it not for the fact that it always arrived during breakfast, causing him to flinch as it clattered through the letterbox and landed on the mat. Two white envelopes sat in the hallway. The first contained a passive-aggressive reminder from his water provider that he was two months behind on his payments. The second was a final notification about his unpaid electricity bill, much of it written in bold red letters, especially the words court, bailiff, prosecution, and somewhat bizarrely, thank you, 
which made it seem more like a threat than a common expression of gratitude. Danny frowned and stroked his stubble, the four-day bristles rasping beneath his nail-bitten fingers.